Hey guys, welcome back to the Miss Independent Podcast. Today we're doing a mini series on what in the hell is going on with the stock market. I'm Nika Farb and I'm here with. Hey everyone, it's Katie. <laughs> and uh, welcome to this very impromptu episode. Before we get into it, I just wanted to put out a little disclaimer that our thoughts on this podcast and specifically this episode are of those are those only of mine and Nika's and not our employers. And what we're going to be talking about today is not financial advice, but merely just for educational purposes. And before you really get into investing and put your money into the stock market, make sure to do your own research. So with that being said, let's get into it and talk about what the fuck has been going on. And I think a good place to start is with this GameStop business. So what is GameStop, ticker symbol GME? So GameStop is a gaming retailer, kind of like an EB Games if you guys are from Canada. And a little bit of context, this GameStop has not been very successful. They've had poor financials and poor fundamentals. I think they closed like 20 stores within 2020 alone, which is just crazy. So kind of like the blockbuster of the gaming industry, if you will. Yeah, for sure. And just to give you more context, last year their stock price was around $4. And today their stock price went to $482.50 to be exact. So why is this happening? So when you buy a share of a company, you usually buy that share because you think it's going to increase and you're going to make some money off of selling that share in the future, otherwise known as capital appreciation. If you think a company isn't going to do well and its share price is going to decrease, you can short a stock. So let's get into a little example to help explain what shorting a stock is. So say there's a company called Katie's Wine Co. I like that company. (laughs) Ticker symbol, let's say KWC. And if you think that KWC is going to totally fail because its fundamentals are shit, you're going to want to profit off of its downfall. So you are going to short that stock. So what you're going to want to do is you are going to want to call up your broker and tell them that you want to short one share of KWC, which means you want to borrow a share of KWC. So then your broker is going to go and they're going to find an investor with that share to lend you. And your broker is going to say, okay, cool, no problem. I can lend you the share, but you need to return that share by a certain date. And there's also going to be some fees associated with this. So what you're going to do then is you're going to sell that share on the market right now. And then you're going to pocket the cash and then you're going to wait. And you're going to wait for KWC to go down in value. And then you're going to buy the share back and you're going to return it to your broker and you're gonna pocket the difference. So let's do some quick maths right now to put into perspective. So you get a share of KWC from your broker and you're gonna sell it for $50. And then the share price of KWC is gonna dip just like you predicted it would. And now it's only 
trading at $25. So now you're gonna buy back that share for $25 and you're gonna make $25 profit on shorting that share. So Katie, are you saying you're basically betting against the stock price going down? Yes, essentially you're betting that the stock is gonna go down in value, that you think it's overvalued right now or because of some event that's gonna take place in the future, you think it's gonna drive down the price of the stock. But let's say KWC starts to do some advertising and ads go out and then everyone starts to talk about it and starts to buy KWC. So let's say instead an ad goes out and everyone is now hyped up about KWC and they wanna buy the shares of this company. And because people are starting to buy the shares of this company, the stock price shoots up in value. That's not good for the people who shorted that stock because now the share price goes up. Shorting is so risky because you're essentially gambling and you could potentially lose all your money. Because you're, you're on the hook, right? Like if you bet that the stock is going to go down and instead it shoots up in value, you still have to buy that stock back at what it's gone up in value at. Exactly. So your losses can be infinite. If that stock prices goes up thousands of thousands of percent, you're on the hook for that. And you owe that broker that share, regardless of what stock price it's at. Gotcha. Now, Katie, in the beginning, you said you call your broker. You don't need to call them. It, whatever means of communicating with them. I like invest with CIBC's Investor's Edge. I usually pick up the phone because it's a lot easier. You get to talk to someone. I feel more comfortable and I do it that way. But I'm sure there's other ways of contacting your, bro your brokerage or your brokers. So now that we've kind of explained what shorting is and what GameStop is, let's kind of get into how GameStop blew up. So shorting, so just to summarize quickly, if you guys missed all of that, if you, you know, your head was in the clouds for a bit, short selling is betting on the stock to decrease in price and short sellers make money when the stock price drops. That's all you need to know, basically. It can be a lucrative investment if the company, or sorry, if the investor believes that the company is going to decrease in value, but if the value of the company shoots up, that investor is liable for a lot. So now that we've explained what shorting or short selling is, let's get into how GameStop blew up. So it all starts with Reddit, which for you guys who don't know, is a social news aggregation and discussion website where people comment on threads and forums. And there's been this subreddit called r slash Wall Street Bets that Alex and I actually go on all the time to look for finance advice. There's a lot of really smart people on there who post great stuff. And there's a lot of really funny memes, actually. Um, Wall Street Bets was temporarily converted to a private subreddit for a little bit. But usually, and as of right now, it's been returned to a public forum meant for retail investors. Like I said, a lot of what they post is memes, but um, if you sift through the, the shitty posts, there's actually a lot of good information on there. And what happened with Wall Street Bets is somebody posted their research findings on GameStop. So they noticed that GameStop was closing stores and all this, but they thought, you know what, GameStop is actually undervalued. They, they did a really in-depth financial analysis and they thought GameStop was undervalued. They also noticed that GameStop was shorted to a, heavily, heavily. so heavily. It was shorted to a level that was equal 
to more than 120% of its available shares. Then they did some digging and they realized that the people that were shorting the stock were Wall Street investors, hedge funds, you know, Wall Street tycoons and billionaires, basically. The kinds of people that make deals in back rooms and don't share information with the public and just have made surmountable, like... Billions, trillions of dollars. Have made insane money. Just absolutely, like, wild money. And they started realizing that if the price starts to run up on GameStop, the shorts that these hedge fund investors have placed are going to be forced to cover their positions at a much higher level in order to cover their margin calls from their broker. So basically, like we said, if the stock price actually goes up when someone shorts a stock, they're liable. And they are forced to cover the price should it shoot up even more because of the insane amount because they shorted more than 120% of the available shares of shares that large hedge fund investors would need to purchase in the market in order to cover their positions. And this is what's called a short squeeze. So essentially what happened on this Reddit forum is a bunch of people got together and said, hey, if investors or if these billionaires or Wall Street big shots can get together and short these stocks heavily, then why can't we all get together, buy these shares and drive up the price and stick it to them? Like a a major fuck you back to them. A major stick it to the man. Yeah, exactly. And and that's what ended up happening. A bunch of people, I think there was over 4 million people in this forum yeah. um, that got together and said, we're buying GME. We're going to get rich just like these billionaires who get rich on the daily shorting. We're going to get rich the opposite way. So the thing with a stock squeeze or a short squeeze is because of the amount of heavily shorted shares, it can be really difficult for the short sellers to find enough shares to purchase. And like we said, they would need to buy 120% of the available shares, which is more than currently exists, right? So the demand for the shares compared to the low supply, if you think about the laws of supply and demand, are going to send the stock flying. And other, other investors started to see value behind the stock and GameStop's stock kept running up. A lot of people started to see the success of this company and had FOMO investing. Majority of investors that don't do a lot of research, maybe day traders, start to see a stock go up and want to get in on the action. And so they throw money at it. So essentially, so the stock price started rising. And so the short sellers needed to buy back their shares, knowing that the share price is going to keep going up and they needed to cut their losses. And so they started buying shares. And then everyone started buying shares. And essentially, that is what a short squeeze is, is when you squeeze out these short sellers to buy back their shares. I hope that makes sense for you guys. Basically, guys, if we use the original example with Katie's Wine Co., the short sellers thought that the stock price was going to go down and they would buy back the stock at a much lower percentage. Instead, the the stock skyrocketed to over $400 Canadian. I think it hit 374 USD and they were forced to buy back the stock. There was a a very limited supply of people actually selling. More people were buying, more people were buying, more people were buying. Very few people were selling. And so they didn't have the opportunity to buy it until it rose to such a point where people were starting to sell because they'd made some money on it. 
And that's what basically fucked these Wall Street investors, these billionaire tycoons, these hedge funds. And that's where this story gets really interesting. So then what ended up happening is the media started to get involved. And they were calling this a pump and dump scheme. The media started to say that we are the market manipulators. And they're claiming that what we were doing or what these people on this Reddit forum were doing is illegal. And this couldn't be any further from the truth. What the people on Wall Street Bets did is nothing different than what the financial analysts have been doing for decades. He literally, like this, this one guy who thought the stock was going to go up and it was actually undervalued because he's, he's did a really in-depth financial analysis that you can probably still find on Wall Street Bets. So all he did was just run a financial analysis. And it's the same thing that the banks do. It's the same thing that investment bankers do. Like, there's nothing illegal in this. He just made it publicly available. Exactly. So these people used publicly available information to see how heavily this stock was shorted. And then they started to post their findings on this public forum. And people saw the value in these findings and decided to buy the stock. This, and I repeat, is not different at all from a financial analysis posting stock recommendations or price targets on companies. This has been normal practice for years, ever since the dawn of the stock market. Like, this is how people do research on stocks. This is how they decide if they should buy a stock or not. Especially people that like to J-trade, for example, or like to make riskier investments. They're a lot more active in their portfolio. They they look for way more sources. They try to find different communities of investors that think like they do. And they look for different people who, who run financial analysis. Um, it's not different from literally Googling will Moderna stock go up? Like when the vaccines are coming out, I actually invested in Moderna very early on. It was it was a pretty good play in 2020. Um, got out fairly quickly, but I was looking at very similar information that was publicly available. So it just goes to show the power of social media. The power of social media is invaluable in our day and age, just in spreading information. But it also leads to scenarios like this where we get to see truly how powerful it is. It's all fake news. Uh, sorry, guys. I'm just so pissed. Like, all this shit coming out is all fake news. And it's going to come to light very soon if it hasn't already. And that's what we're trying to do today, too, is to bring this to light. Yeah. The crazy thing is here is that we're supposed to have a free market. And I'm a huge believer in free markets. If you guys know me, you know that I live by free markets. I might even get it tattooed on my arm. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But we're supposed to have a free market where investors in good investments make money and investors in bad investments lose money. So there should be two sides to a free market. There's winners and losers. That's the name of the game. That's the name of the game. And that's decided by a free market. And the situation with Jimmy is no different. It was a situation where short sellers decided that they saw that the stock was going to go down. And so they decided to short the stock and people saw value in the stock going up. So they decided to buy the stock and the short sellers shorted the stock more than 120 times the amount of shares that were available. They were the ones that got greedy. The billionaires were the ones that got greedy, not the average man, not the, not the average Joe. So all the retail investors, you're, what they're doing is using the system 
that the institutions authored in order to make money. So these institutions created the system. Us retail investors are just using the system how it was made. And, and it means that because the hedge funds made bad investments and the retail investors made good ones, the hedge funds should be the losers and the retail investors should be the winners. And this is where we start to see the real corruption of our financial system. And it's evident that the largest players, the largest players, the billionaires, the tycoons, the Wall Street giants, these guys do not get punished for their bad decisions like a retail investor would. I make a bad call investing in silver mines in Canada and, and you know, I lose money. I lost in that scenario. If a, an institution or a, let's say a hedge fund shorted the stock and then the stock would to go, were to go up and they had to buy it back, they, they would lose out in that scenario. So how is that different from this? Well, and Katie's going to go into it because there is some fucked up shit that happened here. And I want to say everyone loses money in the stock market. Yeah, it's a gamble. It's a gamble. Nobody knows what they're doing 100% of the time. In, maybe right not right now if you just started, but within your years, your lifetime in the stock market, not every decision is going to be a good decision. You're going to learn from every decision, but not every decision is going to be a good decision. And that's why Katie and I always, always... We preach long-term investing. Yeah. We don't preach... What this right now is trading. It's gambling. We preach holding on to stocks that we know are going to be profitable in the long run. We preach um, building up your dividend portfolio, creating a passive income for yourself so that you can rely on this cash flow, on this income, and hopefully retire early or cover some of your expenses. We don't preach trading. We don't preach shorting. No. And we don't preach gambling either. Yeah. We're, we're trying to educate you guys so that you understand how this works, how the world works. And you can go into investing with a stronger understanding of how the markets work. So let's talk about what I woke up to this morning. Because I was livid. I, I just can't shake this feeling that we've been cheated. We've been robbed. We've been lied to. We've been disrespected so publicly. So yeah, let's get into it. So I woke up this morning and I went to go check my CIBC's Investor's Edge, my trading account, cash account, which I do every morning. I want to see how my positions are doing. Um, the night before, I kind of make some plays of what I want to do for the day. Maybe I want to sell, maybe I want to buy, and that all depends on how the market opens in the, mar in the morning. So I go to open my app. And the first thing I see is some disclaimer. So there's this broadcast message. And let me just read it to you guys. Please be aware with the current market volatility, stock and ETF orders are subject to review and may incur additional processing time. Please consider a limit order if placing a trade. So basically what this is saying to, what this is saying to me is every trade now that I'm making is under review because of volatility. And I wasn't restricted from trades today. I didn't purchase GME. I purchased Nokia and AMC. And guys, again, I've never done this. I'm not a gambler. I'm not a trader. I'm a long-term investor. But today I just woke up so mad. I'm like, fuck it. I'm going to put my money into this and I'm going to show these big guys and stick it to the man like everyone else. So I woke up, I saw this message, and I was pissed. 
So the first thing I did is I opened my Safari on my phone and I just started reading articles and articles. And I started to see that not just CIBC, TD, Robinhood, all these different brokerages and financial institutions were restricting people from buying stocks. They were telling them that they could not purchase GameStop, Nokia, AMC, all these stocks, but they could only sell. How how do you guys feel about that when the institution, your financial institution, is telling you what you can and cannot do? With your money. With your money that you with your hard-earned money that you keep in their in their accounts. Doesn't that scare you guys? That they can do that? In a free market, a financial institution should not have that kind of control. And that's why, you know, when we had the conversation with Marco and we were talking about Bitcoin and cryptocurrency, a lot of financial institutions are afraid of Bitcoin and crypto because of the lack of regulation that there is. The SEC, the, SEC, the Securities and Exchange Commission, has no way to regulate cryptocurrency. They have yeah. no way of controlling what you do with it either. Exactly. So yeah, I woke up and that was my first thought. That was, that was great that you pointed it out. I'm like, people are now telling me what I can and cannot do with my money. So all these financial institutions, brokerages, hedge funds, and billionaire buddies are getting smoked because of what's happening now in the stock market, specifically on GameStop, Nokia, AMC, and a couple other stocks. So now they're saying, we're not gonna let you trade on certain stocks. We're only gonna let you sell them, not buy them. And we're, we're going to essentially crash those stocks so all of our hedge fund billionaire buddies can get out and cannot get killed. So essentially what these financial institutions did and brokerages by not allowing people to buy and only sell is they created fear. Because if people can't continue to buy these stocks, the price of these stocks are going to go down. And people are controlled by fear. If you look at um, the Soviet regime, if you look at any, any situation where there was mass control over people, it was done through fear. And people are very, most people, not all people, but they're very emotional investors. So essentially by saying people can only sell, people started to sell. And by doing that, they essentially crashed the stocks. Hold on, let's let's backtrack a little bit because what happened before this, before they told people they could only sell was really interesting. They tried to do, um, they tried to artificially get people to sell. So news sources like the New York Times and Bloomberg put out articles in which they claim that a spokesperson for Melvin Capital, one of the largest shorters of GameStop, closed out their short position. So they bought back all their shares. And this was done in order to basically trick people into believing that the short squeeze was over and that the stock price was at the highest level that it could reach in hopes that people would sell off their shares and the price would drop. So before they stopped allowing people to buy so that the stock price would keep going up, they tried to trick people into thinking that Melvin closed out their short position. So the most messed up part about all of this and with all these apps, financial institutions, brokerages, not allowing people to buy and only sell these shares 
is that they aren't even trying to hide what they're doing. It's right in all of our faces. They're basically saying to us, you have no control over this. They, they even went as far as to not even show the stocks in the search when you search for them on their platforms. So if you use Robinhood, Robinhood was like notorious for this. First of all, they restricted trading on GME, which is one of the heavily shorted stocks like AMC. AMC is another one. It wasn't just GameStop that was involved in this. There were a few other stocks. GameStop, though, was the stock that went up in value the most. Yes. And that all these hedge funds and billionaires lost the most money on. Another really interesting thing to add here that a lot of people may not really know is Robinhood, which is a trading platform in the U.S., handles a really handles a really large flow and exchange of money daily right people are making trades not just on GameStop like they're they're trading every stock that's available on the app and the exchange of money that Robin Hood deals with is huge so they needed a clearinghouse a clearinghouse is like um, an institution that helps facilitate that large exchange of money so the clearinghouse that they used is called Citadel and Citadel has a vested interest in Melvin Capital because, get this, they lent them $3 billion. So if Melvin Capital was to go bankrupt, the loans would dis- would be dissolved. They wouldn't be able to pay back this $3 billion that they paid them. And it's now speculated that Citadel ordered Robinhood to seize buying of GME and all these other stocks and only allow them to sell. So they knew that this would scare people. They knew that this would cause a massive panic and a massive flow of sell orders in the market while not allowing any buy orders. So let's look at what happened today and, and what's going on right now. Like as, as this podcast episode is going to be launched, it's going to be Friday morning, um, Friday, January 29th. And what happened yesterday is the stock price crashed which allowed all the short sellers to close out on the position on their positions at levels which wouldn't bankrupt them. So basically, those those billionaires, those big investors that were supposed to buy the stock back at just crazy levels instead were able to make their money and not go bankrupt. So what we can see and what we can see pretty clearly is that what happened today after each crash, the stock price started to rise. And most likely this is due to more people buying orders from the short sellers. So essentially what Nika just explained is when us, the average Joes, were forced to sell our stocks, the price of the stock decreased, right? Because now there's more stocks on the market. And then what would happen is because the price of the stock went low, These people who shorted the stock, these hedge fund billionaires, went in and started buying them. And then because they bought them, they're taking the stocks off the market again, right? So then the increase, there was an increase in selling price. It shot back up again. So with every dip, there became a rise. And if that is not the definition of market manipulation, I don't know what is. If shorting a stock to more than 120%, forcing the price to drop, so the company can't even raise funds in order to continue its operations and business so that all these shorters can make more money isn't market manipulation. 
then we have an extremely fucked and corrupt system. I think the most fucked up part about this, Katie, and, you know, I think the most fucked up part of this, Katie, is the fact that people were restricted from buying shares. That should never be the case. We In a free market, anybody should be allowed, should have an equal opportunity to purchase a share. Doesn't matter if, doesn't matter what color your skin is, doesn't matter how old you are, as long as you're an adult who has a bank account, who has the money to invest, you should be allowed to purchase whatever you want. It is your responsibility to do your research, yes. It is your responsibility to, you know, protect yourself and understand that you don't want to necessarily throw your entire life savings at an incredibly volatile market, which is what people were doing. And that's, it's been scary to read some of these Wall Street bet um, threads with people just like throwing literally their entire life savings at the stock because the stock will eventually go down. I mean, it's not. I think for a lot of people though, this wasn't even about making money. But for a lot of people, it was. A lot of people became FOMO investors. And those are the people who sold. But the people who have stuck in the stock, even though it went down crazy in price. And by the way, guys, it went back up after hours. We're at $311.99 right now. Went up $118.39 after hours. Um, but that's besides the point. I'm not a trader. I'm not a gambler. AMC and Nokia weren't because I didn't invest in them because I wanted to make money. That wasn't my primary goal. I was just so pissed after doing my research and realizing what was going on. I'm like, I don't even care. I'm going to stick it to them. If I make some money, great. Obviously, I would be lying if I said I wouldn't love to make money on these stocks. But it was more to stand up for what's right and stand up for what I believe in. And that is a free market. That is being able to spend your money on whatever the fuck you want to spend your money on. It's your hard-earned dollars. Exactly. And especially during this time in this pandemic, going out and earning money becomes more and more difficult. And no one, and I mean no one, should tell you how you can do that. I was listening to some guy today. Um, I think he's the, I saw it on Instagram, the owner of Barstool Sport. Mm, I saw that. And he gave this really great analogy. And I kind of want to reiterate it for you guys who maybe have not watched the video. So imagine this as like a football game or a soccer game, right? And everyone was playing under the same set of rules. You risk what you have. If you make money, great. If you lose money, great. Like sucks to suck. You know what I mean? You risk what you have. Now, all of a sudden at halftime, they're coming in and they're saying, sorry, we're going to tell you what you can't and can't do with your money. And you can't buy these certain stocks. You can only sell. And we're going to crash the market to get our money back. They're, they're changing the rules of the game halfway through. It, it, it's, it's just not fair. None of this is fair. None of this is right. It's illegal. It's corrupt. It's robbery. Let's talk about robbery. Let's talk about fucking Robin Hood, okay? They used to come out and say... Isn't it ironic that the company's name is Robin Hood? They used to come out and say, we support free trade. We take from the rich and we give to the poor. That's the whole idea behind Robin Hood. But that's not what they're doing here. They're taking from the poor. They're stealing from the poor 
and they're giving back to the rich. And that's how the rich stay rich and get richer. It's, I don't even have words. I'm so mad right now, you guys. The other thing which is kind of crazy that we didn't talk about yet is how NASDAQ, which is the exchange that GameStop trades on, conveniently halted. And um, halted means that they just freeze trading so nobody can trade. And they freeze the price. But they conveniently froze the price at lower levels than the current market prices. Possibly, and this is speculative, right, um, to give the shorts time and access to close their positions at lower levels. Truly, like with the amount of corruption that we have in the world, I, I wouldn't be surprised either, Katie. Let's let's talk about where we go from here. So, like, what happens next? What what are our thoughts about this? I think we're still right in the middle of this huge spectacle of an event. I truly believe that what's happening right now will be taught in the future in finance courses at business school. And it's a historic event because for the first time ever, all the little guys like you and me, and when I say little guys, I mean non-billionaires, don't get offended. <laughs> little guys and gals, guys at, and gals. At, at all our misfindependence. Yes, are banding together and we're saying we're not standing for this anymore. And two can play at that game. No, a lot of people have been asking, okay, so is, is GME still going to go up? should should i buy shares of gme like you guys should see our dms um we're not qualified to give you advice we can't tell you you know if you should buy gme we don't know but all i all i'll say is this if a stock can go up over a thousand percent in three days it can go down over a thousand percent in three days you know i'm gonna jump in here and i'm gonna give my prediction if you're mad like i'm mad (laughs) and you wanna make some money. In order to make big, you gotta risk big. And I'm not telling you to do this and only risk what you can afford to lose. Well, that goes without saying for all investing. I I, I genuinely believe a lot of people who were restricted from buying today. Are gonna buy tomorrow? Maybe not tomorrow, maybe Monday, I think they're going to take their money. I think cancel culture is a huge thing still. And Sorry, Robinhood, you're getting canceled. Yeah, I think Robinhood's getting canceled. I think a lot of these other brokerages who restricted people from buying today are going to get canceled. Who's going to want to keep their money with a brokerage that said you can't spend your money the way you want it? So I think they're going to move to these new apps and these new brokerages that didn't restrict people. Question, Katie. Are you going to move your money out of CIBC? um they didn't restrict me they just gave you a warning they gave me a warning they didn't restrict me um i bank with td guys it's another big bank in canada they did restrict people they did they didn't allow people to buy gme nokia or amc yeah i didn't know that i i tried to access like like katie i check my stocks in the morning my stonks (laughs) and um I had troubles getting into the app. And sometimes this happens, like when they have oh, a lot of activity. Me too. Sometimes they have server issues. Yeah, it took it took me a while to actually get in and, and check what was going on. Usually you can get around that. You can go online, like do through their web portal instead. But I don't know. There's, there's a lot of uh, new players that are coming into the financial services realm. Wealthsimple being one of them. If you guys don't have a Wealthsimple account, definitely go check it out. We have some links in our bio to get you $50 off a trade account. The only thing with Wealthsimple is that you can't purchase individual stocks. 
they're more used for like long-term investing. That's their whole strategy. You can purchase stocks. It's just they don't have lesser known stocks on there. They don't encourage trading, like such as what's going on with GameStop, AMC, and um, Nokia and all these other stocks. They encourage long-term investing, kind of what we preach on our channel here or our podcast. Um, so a lot of these stocks you won't be able to find. And if you don't have a wealth simple account, go check out our links. Um, yeah. So just to just finish up my thought before we end this, I think that a lot of people are going to now switch platforms. And I think people, because this is so, this, this event is covered so globally now, people are getting mad. Just like I got mad today, just like you got mad. And they're going to try and keep sticking it to them. I don't think this war's over. I don't think this battle's over. It's not over until it crashes, right? So I think people are going to continue to purchase GME, AMC, Nokia. I think the other one was Naked, uh, Bed Bath & Beyond, BlackBerry, a bunch of them. And they're going to drive the stock price back up. And a lot of people are going to get wealthy. That's my prediction. I hope that for us, guys. If not... There's other, there's always going to be another streetcar. There's always going to be another opportunity. Guys, there's an infinite number of opportunities out there. It's just whatever you align yourself with, whatever you decide to go for and take action on. Just because a bunch of people made money on GameStop doesn't mean there aren't other opportunities for you to go out and make money. There is an infinite amount of wealth in the universe. I think that concludes our rant for today. Sorry, guys, this isn't as polished as we would have liked. This was a very impromptu... Let's get our feelings out there. Let's get some facts out there and let's try and educate as many people as we can on the situation in kind of current time. So we hope you learned a thing or two. We hope that you're as woke as we are, that you're as angry as we are and that change comes and all this corruption gets put to an end and the people who have participated in all this illegal behavior, get punished, and justice prevails, hopefully. <laughs> so, Guys, at the end of the day, if you found value in this, if you find value in our content, it would mean the world for us if you, if you shared it with somebody who maybe doesn't know who we are yet. And that way, you educate them a little bit about what's going on in the world right now, what's going on in the financial world, which is really interesting, and they get to learn something new get to spread some knowledge we appreciate each and every one of our listeners guys thank you so much for tuning in thank you for supporting us and if you have any questions or you have ideas for new podcasts for us shoot us an email at media at misfindependent.com shoot us a dm go watch some of our tiktoks and let us know what your thoughts are thanks so much for your time guys until next tuesday bye <laughs>